Living Adventurously is brought to you in partnership with Kamut, the route planning and navigation app that helps you make the most of your outdoor adventures. Whether you're cycling, hiking, running or bikepacking, Kamut's easy to use technology will get you out the door and exploring more of the great outdoors. You can see where I've been exploring by checking out the highlights of my journey on Kamut. Just follow the link in the show notes. My name is Alistair Humphreys. I set out on a bicycle journey around Yorkshire to speak to interesting, ordinary people who, in very different ways, are making an effort to live adventurously. I wanted to talk about what they do, about the barriers they've faced along the way, and to seek their perspective on some of the big questions that all of us encounter in our lives. Welcome to Living Adventurously. <laughs> I've written here, needs intro music. Um, okay, here we go. Um... <laughs> Have a loop. I first came across Anna when she emailed me about my Living Adventurously newsletter. Um, she said, uh, Dear Alistair, uh, blah, 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 blah. My daughter had cancer when she was a teenager. And although it was awful at the time, the big positive was that she now embraces life and the whole family understand how precious it is. Um, she goes on to say, so enough about her. I'm in my mid-50s and I live in a beautiful North Yorkshire village. After reading your microadventures book, I decided I was going to attempt to sleep outside without a tent one night every month. Brackets, but not if it was raining. January, three middle-aged mums slept out in my back garden, eight degrees and ridiculously windy. Then um, there's a bunch of amusing anecdotes and um, some hard-won wisdom such as a huge blow-up double mattress is no good if you need a pee in the middle of a windy night because it might not be there when you get back. Um, when my kids were little, of course I wanted them to be happy, but I also wanted them to be curious. I know that if I end up in a nursing home, I won't regret not washing the kitchen floor more often. <laughs> what a great email that was to receive. So I popped in to see Anna on my ride. My plan had been to just have a cup of tea and a chat and then be on my way. But Anna really wanted to show me a wood that she loved. So we went there for a walk. We climbed a big beech tree and then we went to the pub um, and had a beer. And then her husband, John, came and I, we had more beer and they invited me for dinner. And my resolve to cycle was weakening. I said, OK, but after dinner, I must go cycling and I'll go sleep on a hill. So we had a lovely evening together. Um, her husband, John, was a former Royal Marine and now a Buddhist. So it's quite an interesting combination. And after some red wine, they invited me to stay the night. And my resolve weakened and I had a nice, comfortable night in a warm bed. But I still hadn't done the podcast. So in the morning, I decided I needed to get on and do the recording. But John had to leave for his morning of swimming and bereavement counselling. So it was just a quick, squeezed-in interview over breakfast. And we talked about, about Buddhism, suffering, the hidden blessings of childhood cancer, um, saying no to things, inner fears. And, uh, and I should point out that a felted bottom is a piece of art. 
Yesterday, I planned to meet you, Anna, for um, a cup of tea. You did? And then you persuaded me to go, said, oh, before you go cycling, let's go for a walk in these really nice woods that you were astonished I'd never heard of. Yes. And then you said, oh, let's go to the pub. Yes. And then I met your husband, John, who said, oh, let's have another beer. And then he said, why don't you come back to my house for some food? We've got roasted peppers and last night's curry. (laughs) That sounds great. And then he said, oh, why don't you stay the night? And I'm still here. Which yeah, is you'll sign, never leave now. Oh, it's a sign of lovely, <laughs> generous hospitality. But don't worry, I'll be at your house in 30 minutes. <laughs> um, so this is a high-speed interview because John's off swimming and bereavement counselling. So I'm going to launch him without faffing about. Question one for Anna. You've said to me, I'm not sure if you realise this, you've said to me twice uh, in the very brief time since I've met you... Um, I won't regret not washing the kitchen floor more often. No. You've said that twice to me. Is that, is that a mantra of yours or is it just coincidence you've said that? No, I, it is a bit of a mantra. It's if the sun is shining, it can all wait and the house is clean enough so we don't have food poisoning. And actually, I don't clean the kitchen floor anyway. John does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so when you mean I won't regret not washing the kitchen floor more often, the second half of that sentence is because my husband's doing it yes. and I'm out running. My husband's a much better wife than I am. Okay. Um, but is that, why, why do you say things like that? What's the, what's the point of, what are you trying to get at by not washing your kitchen floor? The house, I love my house, but it's much less important to me than going out and being in the woods and cycling and running. And not that I'm very good at any of those things, but I love being out. More important than my house is my friends and my network and all those relationships. Obviously my husband and my family. Yeah, you've got to have a clean kitchen floor. You need your husband. Well, yeah, if ever uh, we have to eat off it. Okay. Uh, John, I have a question uh, for you. About kitchen floors? No, not about kitchen floors. We're moving <laughs> on from that now. Um, so you're, you're now a retired. You're a volunteer bereavement counsellor. But the question I have for you is, what are the comparative lessons you've learnt from... Um, doing selection for the Royal Marines and training in Buddhism. What's the, is there an overlap in those two things? Yeah, they're both inquiries into the nature of suffering, really. When you kind of dig deep down and drill down, and um, I guess you could say, you know, the, the form in terms of Royal Marine training as a young man, then I probably wouldn't have understood that. But actually, that's exactly what it is, and a stripping back, and a stripping back of identity and self and um certainly certainly my understanding of dharma and buddhism and and maybe even psychotherapy training is is just that really just that it's the nature of suffering how we create it going about getting it in two very different approaches perhaps vaguely towards the end result um different well certainly different results military training you you kind of you know you strip back and you're con- you're conditioned into generating violence, okay? You, that's that's the outcome. Whereas I guess yeah, the outcome of Buddhist inquiry is the stripping back and um, and the liberation of the mind, so that violence isn't something that is um, potentially an outcome. Wouldn't be excluded. Though, I have to say, it's not a pacifist um, outlook on life. Mm. Um, How's that? How's that? That is a brilliant answer for 
um, whatever we are. For eight twenty past eight in the morning. In the morning. <laughs> yeah, I'm very impressed. Uh, I think you need to write a whole book about that. But uh, I'll move on to my next question, which also merits being an entire book, but can be briefer than that. Is um, Anna when your uh, daughter was a teenager, she was very very poorly. Yeah. Um, she's fine now. She is. She's uh, blooming now. She's blooming marvelous now. She is. Um, what What lessons did you take from that experience, and what lessons did she take from it? So I'm interested in the sort of two different two different experiences of going through a horrible illness. Um, before we knew what was wrong with her, and she had cancer, it was for me one of the most terrifying times because we didn't know how to fix our daughter we were seeing her disappear before our eyes so when we got the diagnosis that was a relief but then of course you've got the word cancer but we then when you know what you're up against you then have a plan um but even so it was it was quite traumatic but what we but having a real purpose actually helped and I think what it taught us was that, you know, what we have in life is so precious. You know, the the stuff that we have in our houses, um, what sort of car we have, where we go on holidays, that's all sort of add-on stuff, what John would call is gravy. So to have, to have your child still alive and happy... Um, it made us realise how precious life is. And for Indy herself, it's made her go out and do exactly what she wants to do and not say no to anything, however fearful that might be. You know, if she's offered an opportunity, take it because you don't know where it will go. So I think in many respects, Indy being ill was... There were gifts we got from it, so... It might just be that perhaps we're we're good at looking at the positives in a bad situation, but I'm sure that other people would agree agree with us. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so I have a deck of cards, uh, and I'm going around Yorkshire picking wise people's brains on these questions. So um, perhaps we can uh, take it in turns to take a card, any card, and give me your thoughts. You can skip any questions you don't fancy. Any card, whatever right, so you I'm want. That was the chair croaking there, wasn't it? Yeah, that was. <laughs> right. Do you have to read the question? So on a scale of one to ten, how weird are you? <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, how weird are you? Um, no, that's coincidence. Anna and I were talking about this earlier. Yeah. So we'll hear um, John's take of it. Yeah. It's the word weird. That's other people's perceptions, isn't it, rather than my own. Um, I think I'm probably boringly quite normal. Um, so low on the scale somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I Give wouldn't... us a number. Three. Number three, okay. Yeah. So you're number three with a um, Buddhist meditation building in your back garden. <laughs> That's not... <laughs> that weird. Yeah. <laughs> but this, I don't think it's weird, but it's um, it's it's not normal. Right, okay. But this is what I, I find this... Okay, a three, right. that's fine. Yeah. Um, let's go with Anna. What, uh, not a different question, though. No, grab a card. I like you're both taking the top. You trust me not to have fixed the pack here. What are you scared of? I'm not fond of spiders, but as long as I don't have to touch them. 
That's fine. Um, um, I want to say I'm not scared of anything, although I, I probably am. Healthy respect. I don't. I don't like to think I'm scared of anything. And if I say I'm not allowed to say no to anything, if the only reason is that I'm scared. Yeah, but you do have a good reason for saying no. Can you remember? You told me a good reason why you say no. Oh, unless it's silly. Oh, uh, except if it's good silly. Oh, if it's really dangerous. And what else did I say? What you said, which I like, I wrote this down, was um, you you think fear alone is not an excuse to say no. Yes, I like that's that. true. But then you also added, but if I simply don't want to do it, oh, that's a good yeah. reason to say no. Yeah, which, absolutely. If which you sounds don't obvious, want to do it. Yes. But I'm terrible at just feeling obliged to say yes to things that fulfill my ambitions or what I perceive other people think I ought to be doing so is that why you said yes to porridge well yeah and your husband <laughs> when I said yes to your porridge your husband gave me a look like oh good luck mate <laughs> <laughs> okay John we'll take a question from you before we start porridge arguments what is a good decision you've made in life what can that teach me about making decisions <laughs> yeah that wasn't so much a decision that wasn't arrived at through a rational process marrying you that was no and i kind of knew that was going to happen that was intuitive and um spontaneous and um yeah non-rational if decision making is about rational processes i don't know if i can teach you anything really alistair um, because the, the good decisions I made in life tended to be kind of gut gut feelings. The, the one I told you last night about, you know, why I joined the Royal Marines, it was it was um, um, an instant um, recognition that I wanted to test myself against the best and see if I could do that. So, and I, I thought, yeah, I, I, I want to do that. I really want to do this. Um, um, so that was a good decision because that was um, let's go with that one that, what, yeah. did, what did, what's that taught you about decision making because it was quite quick wasn't it yeah it was um, is, that, is it good to make quick decisions not always um, Maybe actually, maybe what it's taught maybe maybe what it's taught me. I don't know whether it will teach you the same thing. Maybe maybe what it's taught me is that you don't know the outcome of the decision you've made until you reflect upon it. Actually, quite later in life. Um, so so the timing of whether or not it's a good or bad decision is maybe not so relevant. Um, let time pass. Let time pass, and then say. Well, actually, how did that work out? How did that work out? We have no idea where we're ending up, do we? All, we? all we can do now is choose the path and the road that's yeah, in front yeah. of us now and choose the best one for now Yeah, and trust that those lefts and rights will take us to somewhere good. We don't know where that yeah, is. Yeah. But. yeah, yeah. Or maybe even not, but what, we, but what have we learned, you know, essentially? Um, I don't like the kind of duality of good or bad. But what do we, yeah, what, um, how's that? How has that made me? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a very good question. How has that made me? And Anna? 
You're still both going from the top. I, I like this. What is stopping you from living more adventurously? And now I'm happy with what I'm doing, actually. <laughs> That's great. Isn't that great to be in a place where you're living as adventurously as you choose to do? Yeah. Part of me, there's part of me would love to be the person who wants to go around the world, but actually I don't want to. I love this country and there's enough adventure here. Yeah. So, no, I'm happy with my level of adventure at the moment. Um, is that down to luck and fortune or choices? Both. What I like doing is when people <laughs> ask me questions, <laughs> try and remember them in my head and throw them back at people later. <laughs> yeah, both. Because you asked me that yesterday. Yeah. We're lucky to be born in the UK, lucky lucky to have met John, who was never going to give me a... He wasn't going to want to live in a house, on a housing estate where everybody mowed the lawns at, on Sunday morning. He would always be somebody who I'd never quite know what he was thinking. So... So choice as well, yeah. I chose to marry somebody who would match that, yeah. That's good. Next one, John. Oh, no, you're shuffling now. You got suspicious of me. <laughs> what purchase of £100 or less has not has most positively impacted on your life recently? <laughs> Hmm. Can you think of one, Anna, while he's... Um, um, right, okay. Well, yes, recently. Okay. Um, a couple of years? A couple of years ago? Yeah, okay, yeah. a couple of years ago. Would it be? A poet I interviewed, she chose some sort of breast pumping device which was she's just having cool. a baby and she was like this has changed my life and I thought that's good right. to learn know, yeah. it's unlikely to it's change my life but she was very pleased with that positively impacted positively impacted oh I could be really creepy here um, creepy crawling your book oh <laughs> well that's for you that's for you um um, you can skip it if you want. If there's nothing leaping to mind, yeah, yeah no, nothing's really leaping to mind. Okay, actually, go on, take another card. Then. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's because I don't buy much. Yeah. All right, that's interesting. Well, what is the question that you are afraid to ask? Am I really as brave as I think I am? There you are. That's a good one. I think the same might apply to me as well. Stick or twist, in general, my life is comfortable and happy, so should I risk a new challenge and make big changes? I think if your life is comfortable and happy, you're not thinking about a new challenge and making big changes. So I don't know that those two go together. Um, and if you're risking a new challenge, does that mean you're risking what you've already got? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Big changes, why? Oh, it all depends why. 
Why? What are you looking for? What are you not happy with? Perhaps you should go and do some volunteer work overseas. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, that's... Mm. <laughs> yeah, you need to ask yourself why. Yeah. Start with why. Mm. Okay, thank you. John? It's a bit T early for questions. Tell sometimes. me about the last time you climbed a tree or swam in a river or watched the sunset from a hilltop. <laughs> right. Why okay. is that funny? Tell me about the last time. Climbed a tree. Um, yeah, yesterday for Anna. Uh, actually, I haven't been up a tree for a while, actually. That wouldn't stop me going up a tree. Um, I'm swimming. I'm swimming in a river. Swam in a lake for a triathlon a couple, couple of months ago. That'll so do. That'll do. Yeah. That'll do. Um, watch the sunset from a hilltop. Um, um, not the sunset. Watched. Um, watched the sun more or less go down when we were at Wasdale. Um, do you like Wasdale? Yes. Yes. Yeah, not 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 rise because we've got to get up early to get there. It's a long drive. But yeah, but seeing it go down plenty of times at Wasdale. Um, yeah, and around there. Okay, the thank you. Yes, yes. And, yeah. and it, we'll do we'll do one more for each of you. Okay. Then John, you have to go swimming in a pool, not a river. Is that right? Today. Uh, today, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know that one. Okay. What are you doing at times you feel that you are being a good parent, partner, spouse, sibling, friend, listening? What, if I understood that. What are you doing at times you feel that you are being a good parent, partner, oh, spouse, I... sibling, friend, listening? Yeah, good so, John, you, uh, can I ask you a similar question? Because you you're often you do uh, bereavement counselling. And is yeah. that an exercise in learning to listen well or something That's else? Fundamentally, yeah, fundamentally what it is, I think, yeah, yeah. So it's paying attention. And obviously there are, you know, there are several qualities and levels of attention, but yeah, deep listening and then responding from a place of wisdom perhaps uh, as opposed to really not paying attention, not really listening and just, want, and just reacting. So, yeah. I think that sounds like a very good point for us to stop. John, you have to go off your yep. busy day doing things. And Anna, you said that um, once your husband was leaving, you wanted to show me your felted bottom. Is that right? Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's go do that. <laughs> uh, thank you both very well, much. I'm out for, then. Thank you for welcoming me into your home, both of you. You're welcome, Anna. <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Living Adventurously. There's show notes from every episode on my website, alistairhumphreys.com slash podcast. If you have enjoyed it, please take a screenshot of your phone and pop it up on social media or leave a review with your podcast provider. It makes a massive difference. Thank you very much. I teamed up with Kamut to make this podcast happen. In case you missed it, Kamut is an outdoor planning and navigation app that helps you explore more of the great outdoors. One of the many ways Kamut helps you have better adventures is with detailed route profiles. 
So, you've got your basic route in place with Komoot. Next step is to check the route profile. The profile displays the information you want to see, like the, the surface type, especially important if you're on a bike, and elevation profile, especially important for everyone, the ups and the downs. On a road bike, for example, that means you can anticipate the big climbs or ensure your adventure only includes tarmac, unless you want to spice it up and you want to suffer, in which case you can hunt for a gravel route or more single track. If you're hiking, you'll be able to see your elevation gain, as well as where on the route you'll need to push on to get through the uphills. Your very own outdoor experiences are waiting for you. Go explore more with Komoot. Head to komoot.com g and use the voucher code ADVENTUROUS to claim your free region bundle.